Welcome back to Play Tessie, the official podcast of people trying to drown out the screeches of the Green Line train on their way to Fenway Park, and also the official podcast of WEEI, home of the Boston Red Sox. My name is Coop. I'm joined by Sammy, Gordo, and Pat. This is episode four, the Joe Cronin episode, and we're going to kick things off with a little trivia. I don't know, how are you how are you guys doing? How are you feeling about the trivia? You got your, your brain caps on? I feel confident. I feel confident? confident as well. I feel very confident. I'm going to put you guys in the locker. Uh, I don't I, I don't feel good about this. I'm not, not right. a good trivia guy. Right. I'm going to well, like give note. you like a you're going to get like a little swirly or like a I'm going to like what's the I'm going to give you a wedgie. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a wedgie in trivia. Panic under pressure. Doesn't the nerd typically get wedgied? Isn't the winner going to be the one being punished? Well, okay. That's my experience. No, that's interesting. Why did why wait? Which which side were you on? Oh, I was a nerd. Yeah. So you were getting wedged. So you were getting yeah, stuffed yeah, in all lockers. the time. Do you ever have Pat, an extreme wedgie? Not fun. did Pat did Pat stuff you in lockers? Pat bullied me all the time. I gave him wedgies. He was the year below me too. Really? Yeah. I never. I didn't know that. Yeah. A couple of years. Water at Whitman Hanson. Chef's kiss. Pat, how, how old are you, Pat? Uh, twenty four. Oh my God! I turned twenty-seven yeah. in December. Yeah, ah, twenty-man. Hey, Gordo, when's your birthday? Uh, well, we're going to be talking. Our trivia today is about another old man, Mister Joe Cronin, number four, retired by the Boston Red Sox. He was a manager, also a player, double threat kind of guy, born in the Bay Area. He shipped on out, like the current Oakland Athletics, soon to become the Las Vegas athletics after being voted on for i don't know maybe the sixth time they're they're moving i i that news was something but uh little joe cronin news joe cronin was the al president after serving as manager for the boston red sox and during his tenure four teams moved do you guys know the four teams in the american league that moved cities under joe cronin's tutelage can I, I got to say something awful. Can I say something Go really terrible? Okay, this is bad because I'm on a baseball podcast. Baseball history is so boring to me. Come on. <laughs> baseball Sorry. history rocks because it's like Joey Mustache in 1899 pitched for the Union Army against the Confederates. It's like He was shot three times but still threw a perfect game. Like That's was, awesome. Was one, I read this thing one time. It was like, Walter Johnson refused to hit opposing batters for fear of killing them. It's like, he probably yeah. threw like 86. That's a dude right there. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, no, uh, I got no and, idea. And look at, and look at how the, the healthcare system was. Then. If you got conked on the head by a frying pan, you were dead. <laughs> It's a good point. Maybe it is interesting. But just like you seen Ken Burns baseball, I tried it. It's just oh, Ken Burns baseball I can, rocks. I like recent I'm baseball history. Able... Like I can do like nineties, two thousand. Sounds like you're like buying recent. yourself time. Pat might be cheating. I don't know that. Um, All right, but well, Sammy, I'll tap out. We'll just go around. We'll go around. You get it. You get a shot. So name a team. Uh, Kansas City Athletics. No, was that right? That was correct. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, the city moved the to only Oakland team I could think of time. other than the Boston Braves, which I know is like 1904. That, that was going to... Was that yeah, right? That was All right, so that's one off the list. We got three more left. <laughs> Look at that. That's a point for Sam. Well, so wait, the Boston Braves is not an answer? Boston Braves is not an answer. Pat, you're Okay, Okay, well, I, 
That I wasn't I, my guess. That, that was, that was your, no, you guess. said a team name. You lost your opportunity. Well, it Go was going to be my guess. Think Alex of, Trebek gave an F? I, I'm not either. Strictly off mm. geography, did the Brooklyn Dodgers moving to LA go from AL to NL? Incorrect. Sammy, your next uh, answer. Oh, um, what was the question? I don't even know the question. <laughs> there were four teams that moved that changed cities underneath Joe Cronin's uh, guidance while he was president of the American League. What were the four teams? We already have the athletics. There's three left. Okay, so it came from guess. the NL to the AL? No, that they just moved just to cities. Switched. Okay. Yep. Locations. Um, some some even changed, I believe, moved from the minor leagues up to the major leagues as part of an expansion. Milwaukee Brewers? Milwaukee Brewers, correct. They moved. <laughs> it was the Seattle Pilots. They moved east to Milwaukee to eventually become the American League Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, I know a fact about the Seattle That's Pilots. That's two points for Sammy. Didn't they only this guy's exist? cheating. Didn't they only, I swear to God, I'm not sure. Didn't they only exist for one year, the Pilots? Uh, I'm not too this sure. This one I'm going to look I, up. That's the extent of my Joe Cronin knowledge. Gordo. This guy two teams over left. here, he talks about how he hates baseball history. It bores him to death. And yet here he is. He's two for two, and he he's pretending he's just throwing these answers out there. Okay, Coop, I'm gonna. You said minors to majors. I know that Babe Ruth was on the Orioles as a minor leaguer, so I'm gonna say the Orioles. Incorrect, Pat. <sighs> is it the Minnesota Twins? Minnesota Twins are not correct. Wait, Gordo, you're 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 way you're way far back. The only reason they were the I like these two is because I was like, all right, like recent ish like within the last 50 ish years so yeah you're like wait what's the time frame here yeah uh i didn't write that down joe cronin i mean just it was like 73 i believe he became president or ended his i think he ended his tenure as president in 73 so before then wait we're talking about when joe cronin is president it was while that was gonna be my guess okay i thought you meant while he was playing so i was guessing in the complete wrong time frame am i up again Nope, Pat's still trying to guess. Okay. It's not the Washington Senators? Incorrect. Sam. I was going to say that. Um, a Kansas City team? I know they changed names. You already, you, didn't you didn't just you first guess that? Kansas City yeah, going to the athletics? Shit. Incorrect. Gordo. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm, look, I'm, I'm not cheating. I'm looking through a list of teams. I'm not cheating. I promise. Um... There are two teams oh. left. Oh, both American League. Oh, I got it. You gotta wait. Yeah, you gotta wait your turn. You gotta wait your turn. Um, let's go with the Toronto Blue Jays. Incorrect, Pat. Still two zero zero. It's Same an American League them. team now. Current American League team. I'm gonna go with. You've got 14 to choose from. You've already named a couple. It's not the Red Sox. I, I, we already know aware. it's not the Athletics. It's not It's not the Yankees, and it's not the Red Sox. We can guarantee that. And it's, well, no, I'm not going to give you any more. I, I liked yeah. how you guys started right. to become a team. Right. I'm it. throwing it out there. Yeah. I, it's not It's not right, the Astros. but Incorrect. Sammy. Angels. If, correct. Three yeah, nothing, Sammy with Angels, a commanding right? lead. Um, this is ridiculous. Holy shit. This is insane. For the final team. <laughs> He just he guessed the Angels and he got it right. Yep. I just know they change. I'm literally just thinking of teams that I know change cities or names and hoping that it's correct. 
The Angels Maybe were the Athletics minorly- changed locations. Is it the Athletics? I got that. We already said the at the Athletics once again taken That's for a third, third time. time that the Athletics been, yes. <laughs> what the hell, Pat? Your turn. I thought there's only three. Is it four? There's four. There's four. What? what? Oh wait, god. Am I in a bizarro world now? All right, Pat. I'm working which, with you here. Let's let's which, play elimination. Which, wait, wait, wait. Which ones gotten? have been said? I we will have the say athletics. there is a we have the angels that will be worth two points. We have the Athletics. We have the Angels. We've guessed the Orioles. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Make your pick. Make your pick. I okay, sorry. Did someone say the Milwaukee to Atlanta Braves? Yes, I got that. Okay. Shit. Um, oh, my God. I uh, We'll go with Just throw the, out a team. Uh... uh it's Gordo, uh, I'm flushing. Your turn. I, I, Pat's, Pat's just you're, yeah. You're Pat, go skip, skip. You, you're done. Am I up? Can you go yeah. four for four? Just get it. You're going. You're getting all okay. four. Okay. Let's give, get me, it. Give, me, give me two seconds. Let me think. Um, One Mississippi. It's not the Astros. We went over that. Uh, can't be the Mariners. Uh, Cleveland. Incorrect. Gordo. Uh, White Sox. Incorrect. Pat. Cubs. Sorry. Incorrect. That's in a National League team. I said I American League. I, dude, <laughs> I, you have no idea how flustered I am over here. <laughs> how many teams have, uh, have, not been, have not been guessed? Incorrect. Gordo. Rangers. Yes, thank you. Oh, my God. Let's go! Okay, so how, Gordo, how are we going to do? Gordo can I'm, time we're it. Doing triv, we're doing trivia every episode. It's if the it's bonus. This, it, you can only get... Uh, do you, I can't tie do you. Do really want to try your hand? Yeah. If you're, Oh, so again. it's 3-1, the bonus. 3-1-0. Okay, so Pat gets the answer first. Our final question. Joe Cronin croaked in 1984. Shout out George Orwell. And I want to know if you guys know, what town in Massachusetts did Joe Cronin pass in? Braintree. Incorrect. He's very confident. Because <laughs> there's a field named after him in Braintree. <clears throat> oh. Sammy, I've got there's I've got nothing. On uh, give me give me Hull. Incorrect, but you're getting warmer. Oh, South Shore. South uh, South South of Boston. Okay. Gordo, you're on I the clock. I am so shit with geography. I couldn't Hingham. tell you what's north, south. I couldn't tell you anything. Hingham <laughs> goes a little bit more south. I'm just going more south. I used to be Incorrect. Boston Pat. Globe, uh, Boston Globe, South Shore uh, sports correspondent. So this is my wheelhouse. Duxbury is also incorrect. Think more Cape. Oh, yeah. It's on the Cape? It's on the Cape. Centerville. Incorrect. Falmouth. Incorrect. Sandwich. Incorrect. I don't know. Why, why, don't, you just, why don't you just tell us? Oysterville and Barnstable, which I guess is a When you got it, yeah. yeah. Um, no bonus points for anyone, but thank you for no playing. Uh, like I said, episode number four of Play Tessie. Thank you for joining along. Thank you for hanging out. Now We've that you got a know fun we're experts. Today. <laughs> yeah, no, the the absolute experts in all things Boston Red Sox. Uh, but Shohei Otani, man of the freaking week, after rumors swirling and Jeff Paston articles being cut up even more and repurposed, uh, the Red Sox are still in the mix. And I'm somewhat of an idiot for a week ago saying that I might be off the train. I did that for my mental health. Uh, and you don't check on your chickens like Marshawn Lynch say, says things end up bad and I might be back on the wagon. But we're here to talk about the two-time now MVP, Shohei Otani. 
where he might be going, how things are shaking up, what other suitors are out there. And we got a whole lot else going on. So who wants to kick it off? Who I can't be the guy doing the show. Hey, Lee, because it's going to get derailed to the point where I'm coming up with conspiracy theories again. Yeah. So if anyone wants to walk us through in a rational way, I am all open to it. I want to ask Pat a question to kick this off because Jeff Pass in, in his article, basic he listed like three prime contenders for Otani, and I it was like it was the Dodgers, the Rangers, and the Red Sox. Yes, and everyone after that was talking about that article, and then the very next day, it wasn't even the next day; it was the next night. So Passin released that article, I believe, on Tuesday morning, and then Wednesday night, Bleacher Report says that Shohei Otani has three preferred destinations and Boston is one of them. Pat sent that screenshot into our chat and I want to know what went through his head when he saw that screenshot. So first off, we were talking in the group chat about it when the past article came out that he has shown an affinity for the Texas Rangers, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Boston Red Sox. All right, cool. So much time had lapsed that I thought there was no way that Bleach Report could be so late to a story. So that notification popped up. I'm like, we have multiple verifications here. So I sent it. And then Gordo, when you said that you would click the link to read it, I did the same at the exact same time. And it referenced Jeff Passan's ESPN Plus article from over 24 hours prior. So first off, I thought that that we had two confirmations from two different sources that those were three ideal destinations or preferred destinations, what may have you. The other thing is, what is Bleach Report doing? 36 hours later? That's insane. Wild. It's a getting notification right now. The Texas Rangers won the World Series. Clicks, baby. I, but, like, you could get the clicks a day before. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, those clicks the news were gets there sale. to be had You have on to repurpose Tuesday. things. Uh, <laughs> crazy. Coop, I, I, I think the rudest part of it was that I would, like, my head was on the pillow. I had put my alarm clock on, and I get this notification from Pat that, Otani wants to be in Boston. Yeah. Took me another half hour to calm down. That's not fair. Coop, I, I need my sleep. I, I need every bit of sleep these days. I, I've been making fun of you for even thinking this is a possibility. Before before we even started recording today, I said that I give it 3% chance that Otani comes here. And then you have, was it McAdam who said 15%? Mm-hmm. That is so high. That's more than one in 10. That's crazy. If that's true, knows, then like, yeah, egg on my face. Sorry, Coop. Maybe you were right. So I have not been this in on Otani. I'm still not talking myself into it, but I did write out the lineup today if they had him. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. what is your mm-hmm. Sammy, what is your percent? If 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 uh if we're talking percents and you said it was three. Oh wait, is it three now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'd put it at three right now. I think there's almost no chance, but I don't know as much as Sean McAdam. So I'm you know, I'm I'm fully full disclosure. I'm if he says fifteen percent, maybe it, maybe I'll go up to four percent. But I just, I just <laughs> you know, I've explained it on the show before. I don't see the fit. Left-handed DH only guy next year. I know it wouldn't be just a one-year contract, but still. What are your guys's Coop and Pat? What are your if you uh, today? Give me a percentage I, so chance that the Red Sox sign Shohei Otani. Back in January is when I I had the first inkling where I'm like, hey. We're still doing a lot of short-term deals. 
besides like the whole Raphael Devers thing. Masataki Yoshida was five years. That gives him a little buffer room. Everyone else is one to two deal, one to two year deals. If things were to work out, that means that you can sign Otani or some other big contract at the end of the 2023 season and have plenty of room to work with later on as more contracts clear up for the Red Sox. Financially, it made sense. That's what it looked like to me. I just saw, I was like, hey, whole lot of money going to be cleared up. This guy's going to be a whole lot of money in the same time that he's available. It's just working out. Then I get into my tinfoil cap uh, area. This is about February when things get really dark and bleak, and I'm just waiting for pitchers and catchers to report. So we're talking Super Bowl time when I feel like the Patriots should be there. So very dark time. Oof. And uh, I start mapping out the uh, the walking time it would take between the New Balance building in Brighton, Alston, and Fenway Park. That's ah, 16-ish minute bike ride, half hour walk. Uh, someone with massive quads and can just power a ball out of a stadium can probably do that in half the time. It just makes sense. Uh and I start spitballing more, and I see how much fun they're having at the World Baseball Classic, Masataki Yoshida and Alex Cora. And I'm like, oh my god, look at look at how look at how great they play together. Shohei Otani's getting on base. Masataki Yoshida's slapping a ball down the right field line, bringing him in. This is just something that should work out at Fenway Park. And then we get we get to opening day. And we have Tom Werner talking about on the Gresham Fourier show, shout out my guys, that he loves what is happening in the Japanese market. He cites that 98% of TVs in Japan were on for a World Baseball Classic that was on at, what, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., their local time. That's wild. That's wild. No, and honestly, like, that's absolutely insane. Um, They understand the financial part of it. Fenway Sports Group cares about the money. They like winning uh, championships. Shohei Otani is certainly someone that can add to that factor. But even if you fall short, you're still selling a whole lot of Nesson contracts overseas. You're uh, you're selling a whole lot of jerseys here in the U.S. and overseas. You're filling butts in stadiums that you couldn't fill for a Yankee Red Sox series, not even a year before. It makes sense. And then I see Alex Cora. He's out there. He's chilling with Masataki Yoshida. Shohei walks by. They greet each other. Oh, Mr. Otani, how are you doing? Mr. Cora, how are you? That's how I imagine it went. I, it was really brief. It was just a handshake real quick. But that's how I imagine it went. And I really start getting excited. I'm at about 30%. I'm 30%. Shohei Otani's coming here at about like 30? June. Oh, okay. 30. I thought you meant right now. 30. I'm delusional. What if they did, what if they Even did, then. What if they did the European kiss? Would you be like twenty five percent, real Italian? Yeah, uh, eighty percent. Oh, <laughs> we need to get someone to European kiss Shohei for you then. They share some gabagool, um, Lady in the Tramp style. He's he's in a Red Sox uniform already. I'm getting my uh, custom Otani jersey. Nice. But we start progressing. We start moving on. Heimbloom doesn't doesn't really do anything at the trade deadline. He's not moving anyone. The team's not going anywhere. Shohei Otani starts saying, hey, I want to be on a contender. I need to be on a contender. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe Bloom does something at the very last minute of the deadline. Maybe he, maybe he moves Roman Anthony. I don't know. He decides, oh, I want to help Boston. I don't want to be sending uh, 
uh, assets away for nothing. We're going to win every trade deal. Bigly. It doesn't happen. Nothing happens at the deadline. I fall flat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. That's right. I'm, I'm an ESPN win percentage uh, calculator. I go from 99% to about like 2% matter of weeks. I spiral. I get to the offseason. I have you guys telling me how much of an idiot I am that the Red Sox would actually spend that much money. We get to the premiere of Play Tessie. I have to pull the plug. I can't steer these people wrong. I can't be a false optimistic for them. I'm already falsely optimistic about Craig Breslow and the guys just out here milking me all the time. We're getting a pitcher or a pitching coach, but we're not we're not saying too much about what we're doing with pitching. You're milking me, Brezzy. But then, but then, oh, daddy passing. Big pass. Daddy, big daddy passing comes out of the blue. He just sprinkles a little something out there for me. I'm like, oh, that tastes good. I haven't, I haven't had this in a while. <laughs> I haven't had this taste in so long, baby. I missed you. And then Pat decides to text us at 1030 at night as I'm lying my head down. And I don't care that it was already repurposed. I'm fully back in, guys. 20%. Shohei Otani. 20%. 20%. No more, no less. I want 20% ROI, okay? Timestamp it. Someone do it. Timestamp Okay, stamp so we got, I'm at three. You're at 20. Pat, did you say? Pat. No, I would say, if you asked me a week ago, I would say about maybe 1%. Maybe. Doubters and haters. The other thing is, passing is not your, I won't say any names, John Hammond. He's not going to throw teams and link them to players just to build up a market, just to drum up a market. Passing's too, passing's too good. Yeah, passing, passing reports facts. Are you saying that passing is not Ian Rappaport? No, 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 I said passing is not John Heyman. Oh, not little Scott, little Scott, Scott Boris puppet. Um, so when passing says something, I kind of. I take it as law just because he he tends to be strictly facts. He doesn't build up. He's not drumming up value for agents. He's not getting information he can't get already get from throwing crap at the wall, seeing what sticks. So when that report came out that Shohei likes Fenway, likes the Red Sox. Sam. I was like, all right, uh, we're going to do this again. I would say I said about 10%. I still think he goes to L.A. or Chicago. But in the off chance that John Henry throws down a check for 500, 520, if he, if he likes the Red Sox, that might be enough to swing it. No one say a goddamn thing either. I think I'm at like 10. I think I'm at 10%. All right. So we got 20, 10, 3. Gordo? So I've been thinking a lot about this. As you should. As I should. As I should. As you all should. One thing, I, I just I, one thing that we I don't think people have quite processed is that Shohei Otani is so different from everyone else because I feel like with every other free agent, like we talk about what sort of factors might sway them. Like we talk about uh, does a guy want to be on the east or the west coast? Uh, does a guy want to play with a team that has his friends? All that stuff. When usually, as in baseball. It's the team that offers the most money is going to get the player. I weirdly think that Shohei Otani is the one guy that's different. 
because I think that the San Francisco Giants are going to offer him the most money, and I don't think they're going to be the one that gets him because I don't think he thinks he can break records in that ballpark. It's just not good for left-handed hitting. That being said, wow. Fenway Park, if you can hit the ball all over the field, which Shohei Otani is perfectly capable of doing as one of the best hitters in the world, that ballpark can be a safe haven for lefties. It's as good as they come if you can hit the ball all over the field. I've been up and down because if you listen to the local media, the Boston yeah, media, they they will tell you that they would be very surprised that uh, if if the Red Sox were to sign Shohei Otani. Uh, before the passing article, Chris Cotillo went on foul territory and he said 5%. And he basically gave the reasoning that I think any of us would have, which is like Fenway Sports Group, you know, international superstar, all that stuff. Like it could revitalize baseball in Boston, like yada, yada. But 5% because is that really, is that really going to bring him, bring John Henry to invest over $500 million? But then you get the Passan article and Jeff Passan just, his word means more to me than any national Unless he's writer. talking about Alex Verdugo and Gleyber Torres, not to interrupt you there. Well, I'm going to get to that. That might actually be my enough set. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Yep. So it's tough. I would have, at times, I've been as low as 1% because if you just listen to the people around here, you won't get your hopes up. But I've I've also been incredibly high because like when, do you guys remember when like, it was like the span of a week, a week and a half, Peter Gammons dropped his report that said Shohei is intrigued by Boston, wants to be near, near New Balance, which I still think is kind of bananas. That, Gammons, that though, be- Gammons is so... He'll come out of nowhere and drop a I nugget, and everyone will be like, "What is this guy talking about? He does he's outdated." And then he'll be right, and it's crazy. He's never like Breslow, like Breslow, like perfect. He had like a few weeks ahead of Dude, everyone. But how crazy is doesn't he? Am, am I wrong? He does no, that. No, you're something. no, you're not wrong. And everyone mocks him, and then he's right. You're like, what the? People hell? forget he played with BB King. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Who's BB? All right, think about mind. how crazy it sounds. Just like thinking about it that Shohei Otani would want to come to the Red Sox because New Balance's headquarters are here. Like to to me that makes no sense. But you know what? I I bought in I don't think but like okay. I wanted to hear. That's not like the main reason, but I think that's an incentive. I think that's oh, like definitely no, it's not an a incentive bad thing. to be closer to like the people that are paying you and to actually it be able to work tie. with them collaboratively and be like, "Hey, if we're going to make you the superstar of this sport and the superstar of our brand and turn New Balance into the Nike of baseball." It makes it easier. It's the but same thing really as guys wanting to go. It's the same thing as guys wanting to go to New York or LA to build their own brand. Shohei just coincidentally already has his own brand in that basis in Boston. For that reason, I, like the way it's phrased, you're like, that's insane. Like he he wears New Balance cleats, so he wants to be near New Balance. But in the terms of like guys want to go to LA, guys want to go to New York in terms of building their own brand. Mookie wanted to do it. Mookie wanted to go to LA, build up his whatever the hell Mookie does. He wants to build that up. Podcast. I think he Twitch. Twitch. He's got one of those podcasts. Yeah. But like, I think in terms of like personal branding, sure. Like if he's closer to his biggest partnership, sure. Like, is that enough to persuade him to Boston? Yeah. Is that enough to persuade him to Boston? I doubt it. But is it a little like is in the back of his brain, like it would be pretty convenient. It might be. It might be. Quaint. But you gotta remember, remember, like a week or two after that, it was probably it was certainly less than two weeks. 
do you guys remember like Will Middlebrooks on his podcast said that the Red Sox and their ownership are like putting together ways to try to get Shohei Otani to Boston. And that set the world on fire too. So you've yeah. got you've got things like Hold that on. coming out. The Red Sox are putting together a strategy to entice Shohei Otani to come to Boston. Groundbreaking. But that's not all, Coop. That's not Smoke. it. Smoke. This there was there was something that like didn't get talked about at all. And I like caught wind that he may have said something like this, but our boy Jonathan Papelbon, big pap, he went on foul territory about a month ago. And he was saying, Yeah, I have gotten to know John Henry really well since I started working at Nesson. Like that guy wants to win badly. Like huh. he wants to win so badly. Like I, he's like, and I always hear these people who say he doesn't care about winning. And like, he's like, I think that's crap every time I hear it. So you've got all of these things. And then you've got the passing article, but then you've got logical Gordo brain that says, how, how would that be, possibly be an happen? idiot like me? No, Gordo, Gordo, I'm getting, I'm not, Forget I'm not going to be brain cells at the door, buddy. Forget the brain Gordo. cells at the door. I'm not be rational. Be... Think about how fun it will be seeing the Goliath Shohei Otani oh, just in the I've, on deck circle. I've thought about it. Dude, Come think on. about the amount of amazing pictures of Shohei with the with the monster in the background from the first base on deck circle. Like, oh my god, it would. It do you would, guys, do you guys want a Shohei oh. Otani story? Well, I got to know. Hold on, let me give you my percentage. Oh, I'm gonna okay. give you my well, percentage, and then you give me the story. So I've I've dabbled. I've been as low as one, and I've been at my highest probably around like the the Middlebrooks Gammons time. I'm giving it eight and a half. Oh. Eight and a half. Bump that up. Which which is not up. bad. It's not bad. Everyone's because dealing I, with inflation these days. Bump it up. Coop, I think logically you can't have them as more likely than the Dodgers or the Cubs. And I think I think you can reasonably have them above everyone else. You could also make the argument for the Rangers or the Mets or the Yankees. But, but aren't you I think ignoring the, Sox the fit? Are right in their territory. Aren't we ignoring the fit though? I just feel like the fit is so. If you say Mariners, don't talk about fit, oh, okay, Sammy. Then. He's he's Shohei. Who he fits on any he fits on any team. It's Shohei. It's Shohei. Any team. Okay, fair, fair. I just Coop, give me your story, and then I have a hypothetical I want to throw at you guys after this. Okay, let's hear the story. Twenty twenty two. I'm a fresh face bopping around Fenway Park with Rob. I'm I'm oohing and on at everything, and Rob hits me with the, "Hey, do you want to go uh, check out Steve, uh, Joe Madden's presser real quick?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah." So, the way that the away teams, the they give their pressers kind of like in between their clubhouse and their training room, which is right behind the uh, dugout. It's it's the most Fenway thing in the world, where it's like way too many things going on at once. They have like a PT area that's literally just curtained off. They have a trainer's room that's just like a broom closet. And then they have in the hallway just a stanchion that's like angels and its sponsorships. And there's like a gaggle of reporters around Joe Madden. And I'm doing my best not to get in people's way. So I'm standing off to the side and I don't notice I'm in front of this door. And uh, this group group of people walk by me. They're coming down the, the hallway and I kind of back up close to the door so I don't get in the way. And as I'm backing up, the door opens. Who comes out? Shohei Otani. Whoa. Towered over me. Yeah, I had no other words, but oh, sorry. And just like scurried back. And like you spoke to him? I mean, I said, oh, sorry. I don't know if that's that, speaking to him. No, it counts. Yes, that that's counts. that counts. 
Cal- 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 that me and Shohei have had a long conversation about his time in Boston. Um, <laughs> I don't want to disclose too much, but I will just say all I that came from it was, ooh, sorry. Um, he also doesn't But he's just, much, he, so. <laughs> he is absolutely massive. He is a specimen. Like, the whole, like, and I didn't include this part of my percentage story where a big part of this is, is he going to be able to pitch or not? I think that's so in the balance that people aren't talking about enough where he has the surgery that Bryce Harper has. Bryce Harper decides to rehab, try and come back in DH for the Phillies as soon as possible. This is exactly what Shohei Otani is attempting to do. It's not working out for, or supposedly, last we know, Bryce Harper's not going back to the outfield. He's no. staying plant, planted at first base. He's going to mitigate his throwing. And that's what scares me about Shohei Otani because what's going to end up happening is I feel like you're going to pay for a DH. He might be able to pitch like the first couple years, but no matter what, he is going to turn into a DH. And that's where it comes into the issue with, well, what does this mean for Rafael Devers? Because I think just about every one of their mothers have considered Rafael Devers the temporary third base until maybe things slow down and he just becomes a DH eventually. Who knows? Maybe he does pick up his defense. Maybe he does become a gold glove third baseman. I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah. But maybe who knows? But do we want to live in a reality where the Red Sox are signing two massive contracts for two bats? Just pure bats. Two and what does that mean for the team moving down the road? That scares me. I like that's what makes me kind of push back against like the whole delirium of Otani because as cool as it would be to see him in a Red Sox uniform towering over everyone and just slingshotting home runs from his bat into Lansdowne. I like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Wow. That's measured. I did not expect that. And uh, it, that was a, that was a real Otani take. Thank you. Yeah. That was, Wait, you, that say, was... you say my new balance one isn't real. Coop, you're like, you're like, you're like, your like childlike stare when we talk about Otani just turned into like sound reasoning for a second. Like, yeah, what the I'm, hell? I'm proud of you, but you I'm also want me to. like I'm disappointed and proud at the same time because hey, you know I don't so, I don't want that to go away. I need you to again. like have that wonder. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> stay irrational. Yeah. Okay. Like stay gold yeah. pony boy till the very end. So okay. here's my, Pull those um, takes yeah, out that's... if he signs elsewhere. If he signs elsewhere, you can say that stuff. Yeah. I will cry on this podcast. Yeah, I, I make just... that promise to all the listeners. That little rant right there was like seeing like Mickey Mouse take his head off at Disney. That was that was that was alarming. <laughs> yeah. All right. That was alarming. Put it back on. Put it back on. No. The kids are crying. So I, I want to give this hypothetical to you guys, and I put this on Twitter earlier today, uh, Thursday. So yesterday, if you're listening on Friday, but let's say the Red Sox do sign Shohei Otani. Forget about the contract of the years. Whatever. It's going to be a lot of money and a lot of years. Let's say it happens. And then the other people they get is like Erod or Giolito, and then like a depth guy, like Kyle Gibson, like a fifth, a, a true fifth starter. So they get Otani, but they don't get that ace for 2024. They get you like a number two and then a number five to pair with like Bayo, Hauk, Pavetta, et cetera, Sale. So how would you guys feel about that? Happy, sad, somewhere in between? I <laughs> got you guys. I okay. I'll go first because that that's a loaded question. Because you you're asking me 
as of what date? Like, as of what date would I have to decide if I'm happy or not? Like, do we go the entire year? The season begins. Like Yamamoto's posting date, or it's like April. Let's say the season begins. The the season starts. They're in Seattle. Shohei's in the lineup. He's the DH. Your opening day starter is either Bayo or a guy like Giolito or maybe like Erod. Just one. And then you also have, like, let, let's just use Kyle Gibson as an example. He's your fifth starter. So you got like a, a veteran fifth starter who you're not exactly thrilled about, but you know what? He's not going to disappoint you immensely. And you don't fix second base. Second base is the same as it was last year. Let's say second base scenario. is like, yeah, let's say they go internal at second base and they go right. with Duvall for right field. They signed Duvall for a year for right field. So your so you're basically saying, you're basically saying they signed Shohei, but they get like the guy you wanted to be the second best starter they got is now the best starter. Okay. Yep. I'll I'll tell you where I'd be at if they if they had that on opening day. I would I would like convince myself into thinking, oh, they're they're just waiting until the uh till the trade deadline to make the trade for the next starter that they're gonna get. And they're getting guys that, so I would I would sell myself. But like if that was the lineup, if they made those moves and basically decided this is what we're gonna try to do to make the playoffs, like from a fun perspective, it would be great to see Boston baseball to be to see baseball be relevant in Boston again. Yeah. So like, trust me, I would enjoy the hell out of that. It would be great for the show. It would be great for us as Red Sox fans. Like everyone would be super into it. But in the end, I feel like if that's the move, if those are the moves that they make to try to bring the Red Sox back to prominence and get the team back to the playoffs, I feel like it's going to end up similar to how when they signed Hanley and Pablo, how that was supposed to get the team back to the playoffs. Like you're signing a DH and you're bringing in like Erod or Giolito who are are not good enough to headline a rotation as it stands today or at least a playoff rotation. Um, so yeah, I mean, my heart would be pretty happy for, for some reasons. I just don't think the team would win. And like, I feel like by mid-May, we'd all be super pissed off. So that's where I'd be. At. I'm, I'm sort of tiptoe on both sides of the line, but Coop and Pat, imagine this. So same scenario. You go to Fenway park, you look in the right field, you see the lineup and it's Duran Devers, Story, Otani, Casas, Duvall, Yoshida, whoever, and whoever. Now give me your answer. What do you think? I, th- oh, I think I would like Gordo. I'd rationalize. I do it in a different way. I would just say I know that Kyle Gibson or whoever is just here until Otani can pitch next year. Oh, yeah. Good point. That being said, I like I would almost prefer not even to sign a Gibson and just run with like Pavetta Crawford. Like, well, okay. They could do that too. The point is, yeah. Otani, the point is, Otani and no. number two or three starter. And that's it. That's the big moves. That's it. And isn't, yeah. Didn't I, Breslow say right now, the intent is to try and like ex- like try and have Tanner or Whitlock. Yeah, but that don't work. That's don't, don't, no, don't that's, I mean, don't worry. Oh, so now I'm the irrational one when that's I say that's drumming up trade value. No, no, I mean, yeah, trade you, you, they don't have these guys. Nah, 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 you know what, Sammy? Screw it. I'm in. It's, screw it. I'm I'm in. Pat, you convinced me. Otani can pitch in two years. I'm in. That's that's fine. It it doesn't mean that that's going to be their lineup in 2025. Like are they yeah. they could still do other things. Are we in on Otani? You'd have Otani the following year, but you'd have to kind of be okay in 2024 being like, all right, we're going to have to hit our way through. 
the entire season because the pitching hasn't would... that what we've always done? Can I point That's out something wild Red no Sox one has considered done. yet? What? You still have Shohei Otani as a trade piece. Like, yeah, he'll probably have a no trade clause. No, you can't. You can't trade five hundred million dollars. <laughs> what are you talking about? That might die That's, from that. Take. No, but you get to the end of his contract. You don't think any. You don't think like a team is going to be like, well, we can't have Shohei Otani play out his, the rest of his career with us, like Tom oh. Brady. Oh, you mean like five think years about down it. the road? Yes, I'm oh, not saying like two like, years in, we're like, God, this guy's a bust. Imagine you sign him at the, you sign him and then you ship him out at the deadline to Detroit. Holy moly, he's got a four ERA. He can't be on the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Red Sox, Coop, you got to think about. Oh my God, they acquire a hall of prospects from the Tigers along with Javi Baez, but Detroit's going to pay for his contract, so it's not that bad for Otani. That's a Brad Stevens move right there, buddy. <laughs> oh my God, I just got nauseous. I don't buy into it. I don't buy it, Coop, because think about it. It's not like the Angels could trade Albert Pujols. They had to. Did they DF? Did they let him finish out his contract, or did they DFA? Yeah, him? we're not talking about Albert Pujols here, do we? We're talking about that Gary is Otani. Le- <laughs> legend, 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 legend. Coop, I what love legend it. Like, was oh. like lying about his birth certificate and was much older than what he was. You, know you don't know that. <laughs> ah, I am you 13. don't know that, Coop. I wish we had a so, uh, YouTube channel. I am 12. We could have uh, seen Pat's reaction to when you said uh, Otani is a trade. Pat's eyes Dude, came out of his head. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen more eye whites in my life than that. It was like, it was wild. <laughs> but might do you need, think We might need to clip that. We need to clip that. Looking at that's the end of like a Shohei Otani deal, because I think that's the part that kind of scares everyone, yeah. is how deep into a contract like this you get where you're already tired of it. I don't think you can get tired of it because even when you do want to disband it or get rid of it, you're still dealing with a guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer and a guy that is going to be making a team money no matter what. So I don't think it's difficult to offload someone like that. Okay, that that's that's more reasonable. I, I so thought you meant like you, so much you signed him to use him as a trade chip. I was like, hey, I'm like Bleacher Report. Got to get the clicks. Nah, He's like, hear me out. Prospect. Would that be the funniest moment in the history of baseball? If Heimblum was still the GM or whatever his title was, PBO, um, if he signs Otani <laughs> and then trades him for the biggest prospect haul of all time, that would be the funniest. It's just like, it's, that would be there's the that like one front office guy at the end of the two years where they're like, Red Sox aren't winning. John Henry walks in. All right, guys, we need ideas. Hand goes up. <laughs> hey, man. It, do you know how much Shohei is worth on a MLB trade uh, calculator? <laughs> the intern can you says we imagine, could maybe get Roman Anthony back. I don't know. Can you can you imagine being the owner that traded Mookie Betts and Shohei Otani? <laughs> can you imagine? No, I kind of want that. You know narrative what's crazy, now. Gordo? To, to to bring a little baseball history, which I made fun of earlier. If John Henry did that, he'd probably still be considered the best owner the Red Sox ever had. He still has four World yeah. Series. So yeah, crazy. no, you can't argue with that. He yeah, can, he could like literally that. like take a dump on the mound, and none of it matters. Like he's won four titles. I probably like him he more. Could go into Copley Square and shoot someone, and everyone would he, he would everyone would still love him. You think people would, would, would like that if like oh John Henry never shows face? You know, let's say first pitch hasn't happened yet. It's dead silent at Fenway. He quietly walks out to the mound and just shits. I feel like everyone, that would be people. You're right. Can, I would like him more for that. You're right, I think Sammy. Austin would start clapping. He just takes a dump on the mound. All the fans go nuts. Your owner just pooed in front of you. <laughs> Can you imagine like the like the one one and a half to two seconds of silence before the reaction? 
like the pure like do? the second or you two of him? shock yeah What's and he doing? like stands up afterwards and he like presents it he's like check it out and everyone's like yeah and then he like grog like, spikes guys it up right and, like... back down <laughs> no he doesn't pick it up oh god i mean he was point anyway what, all right ape? you said he picks it up you said that no no no, no. he stands say? up he stands up and oh, he points. Points. He he's like check it out and <laughs> the grounds crew wipes it away and then bayo comes out starts warming up game proceeds as he well. he hurls it over the oh, like out to center field like when trevor bauer hurled the ball over the over the wall in the outfield oh yeah, God. I hate this. Let's move on to something so else. I hate Best it. segment we've ever had. Absolutely despise the way my Shohei Otani segment just ended. All right, so Andrew Bailey. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the 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 Red Sox hired but didn't hire Andrew Bailey as their pitching coach. Yeah, we should. Um, um, reports we, started coming out Monday. Yeah, it's, so it sounds t- like it's close. It's close. I'm, I'm, my brain is in a I think blender it's this week. Yeah. So, so Tuesday, yeah, Coop, it was after it was after we it was after we recorded. That's right. It was it was like an hour after we recorded. It was uh, yeah, I was out taking the dog out, and I got that notification from Ken Rosenthal, and I read a daily dump in the middle of Fenway Park. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I actually do think that he was like within thirty seconds of taking his nighttime dump when that when that alert came on my phone, and I got to tell you, seeing Ken Rosenthal's name with Red Sox are close. I like I jumped. I, I I did the pat thing from the passing or from the bleacher report notification. I did that outside. Yep, with the eye whites. So we but, should I mean, um, we should note that he, we should note that uh Andrew Bailey's not the Red Sox pitching coach yet. However, yes. it sounds like it's in the works and it's something that's gonna happen. So we're gonna talk about it as if it has happened. And if it doesn't happen, do not blame us. Yeah, you're not allowed to yell at us. Yeah. So this is all hypothetical. Um, if it doesn't happen, please go back, listen to this episode to make sure that what we said didn't happen. Maybe listen to it again. And then leave. And then never regard it again. Like, act like the episode didn't happen. And leave five stars because that, yes. that really bothers us if you leave five leave stars. Leave five stars and then your review should be like, I didn't listen to episode four. Yeah. So honest take on Andrew Bailey. Um, I don't want to pretend that I know exactly what a pitching coach does and i think the best thing you can say about any kind of coach like a hitting coach pitching coach is that you don't think too much about it and with a guy like andrew bailey you look at what he did in san francisco and granted that's a really good pitcher's ballpark blah 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 a lot of people are going to say that the results are still there i feel comfortable if he is the choice of the pitching coach it's not something that makes me go oh i wonder how this is going to work i feel like he knows what he's doing He's pitched before. He's been around. It's not his first year doing it. Comfortable choice. That's pretty much all I can ask for. You know, yeah. I, I mean, like I don't, I don't know what else he would do besides bring in the fact that he is a killer breaking ball. That might be fun to watch, especially with Bayo, who struggled this past year with his. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his. Cha- I I tweeted about it the other day. His changeup is absolutely incredible. Shout out Pedro. I'm sure for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, like there's been a lot of difficulty with the way that pitching has been developed here. Breslow in his introductory press conference even made it a point to say that it had been neglected. So it makes sense that he's going to bring in a guys that he's familiar with B guys that are familiar with the whole organization that understand what it takes to be world champion in this organization. And it's kind of applying the, the old age Red Sox with the new age baseball. So, yeah, I mean, sure. Am I going to sit here and be like, oh, 
Andrew Bailey is a terrible fit to be pitching coach because no, I like Sammy said, like we, we don't know what we're talking about when it comes to the right fit of a pitching coach or not. I just know how he fits into the Red Sox itself. And I'm a fan of it. I, I would like to see him really take control of what's going on here. Of course, like he's a pitching coach. He's not setting everything that happens. The development of pitchers below the team at the minor league level, but it's the tip of the spear. What he does sets the tone of what everyone else in the organization is going to do. So therefore, having this guy as that tip of the spear, I'm comfortable with it. I want him kind of in charge. Coop, that's a good point you make, that this is just one piece of like the entire pitching puzzle. Like The pitching coach does not control everything that happens at all levels, uh, all levels of the organization. <clears throat> but one thing that is good to note is some of the guys that have gone to San Francisco and have had success with Andrew Bailey. And like, you know, maybe some of this is due to stuff that they worked on with Bailey. Maybe it's not, but you can't argue with the results. Kevin Gosman was a journeyman, former top prospect who never put it together. Then as soon as he got to San Francisco, he became a Cy Young contender. And and this year he finished second. Or was he third? I think he was third. He finished third in the Cy Young voting. Logan Webb broke out in a huge way. He's now one of the best pitchers in baseball. And that all happened under Andrew Bailey. Carlos Rodon put together a good year with the White Sox, but put together a great year in San Francisco. Like, no, he put together his year with the White Sox, but he didn't get a qualifying offer and was really only able to get a, like one-year deals in free agency. So you got that. And then he, he, he parlayed that into like $160 million with the Yankees. Those are the three that everyone talks about, but it goes further. You have Anthony DiSclefani, who the year before he joined the Giants had a 7-2-2 ERA. Totally. Joins the Giants and Andrew Bailey. Lowers it to 3-1-7 in the first oh, no. year. Best, Alex best Wood. Nicknames. One of the best nicknames ever. Tony Disco. What is it? Tony Disco. Tony, Tony Disco. Disco with a 3-1-7. Look at that. Tony. That'll make you bust a move. Tony Disco. Keep <laughs> going, though. Alex Wood. He had a 6-3-9 before joining the Giants and Andrew Bailey. He had a 3-8-3 three, three in 2021 his first year there. He developed Camilo Duvall. Ryan Walker is a guy that no one talks about, but I, he opened a game against the Red Sox this year. Oh. I was in San Francisco for that series. I had no clue who Ryan Walker was, and he picked them apart, and he put together a really good season just kind of out of nowhere. Dude, and like, Gordo, all of this, you saw that on TV? Of that guy on TV, his Dope. stuff was filthy. I had no clue who he was either. He comes out like an opener. <laughs> the Red Sox yeah. crush him. Nope. He was uh he was matching up against Bernardino. I was like, oh, it's a battle today. And Bernard, I think Bernardino got out of a jam or something. But like Walker, they had nothing against him. I'm pretty sure he went like three innings that day. Like it was like a fake opener. He did. He went three. So I guess on that note, Pat, any closing thoughts on Andrew Bailey? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just going off what Gordo was saying. The like the big three that everybody highlights are your Webs, your Gosmans, your Rodons. But the thing that stands out to me is he gets the most out of guys who are either a journeyman or back of the rotation guys. One guy that I just pulled up just because I, once you said Alex Wood, I thought of Alex Cobb. That's another guy who has gone around a bit. The three years, so he did three, started with six in Tampa Bay. He did three years in Baltimore. His ERA was over five in three years in Baltimore. Did a year in LA, whatever, had a good season, didn't 18 starts, whatever. 
In the two years of the Giants under Andrew Bailey as his pitching coach, he has a 3.80 ERA as a 34 and 35 year old. Wow. If you're adding two starting pitchers, one of which you want to be a well defined front of the rotation guy, whether it be your Yamamoto, Snell, Montgomery, Nola, whoever, if you now have the ability to go and not pay a three or four starter to round out the rotation and you can trust a guy who's a little bit lower on that totem pole because Andrew Bailey has that tutelage to grow and get the most out of him. I think that's a great thing. I think if he is hired slash when he is hired, I think that opens up a world of possibilities and how you can build this rotation, not only this year, but moving forward. It's a weapon that the Red Sox really haven't had. Um, yeah, when was the last time they had like a pitching when when was the last time they hired a pitching John coach Farrell. that had like been around like a it, it, like I don't even know what John Farrell because John Farrell is one of like the first pitching coaches like I truly remember who was the guy in 04 he seemed really old at the time but I I forget his name he he's not he wasn't that old at the time he's in his 70s Carl like, Willis yeah no but that's another one like we like they would hire like Dana Levangie from like the bullpen coach like I don't know it just it, it feels like the Red Sox have never like gone out, like they never went out and got like Mike Maddox, Dave, like, I, like oh Dave, Dave, Dave Wallace, like, Dave Wallace, Dave Wallace. That was it. That's the O four guy. He seemed like he was like seventy five at the time, but he, I'm pretty sure he's like seventy now. <laughs> I don't know. Things are weird. He was born in 1968. Do the math. Not that old. Um, but- <laughs> so <laughs> on that note, I, I found a really cool. Uh, this might be telling. Uh, Andrew Bailey. Uh, was born in, let me get the name of this town correct, or he went to high school in Voorhees Township, New Jersey. And uh, I just wanted to look into some of the notable, notable people that came from there to see if there's any indication. Can I of, guess? Oh, yeah. Doesn't, isn't J.D. Drew? No, 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 no. Who's from Voorhees? Fuck, there was a red uh, Prince Chunk. Prince Chunk! What? Yep. Prince Chunk, uh, a cat that weighed as much as 44 pounds. So if we get Prince Chunk... And Andrew Bailey, both coming Game to the Red over. Sox. Like, how could you possibly complain about the, the coaching staff at this point? Uh, Shohei's a dog guy, so that might be a little tricky. Well, if you, I mean, I'm a dog guy too, but I also like cats. I like both. Like, animals, okay. big animal guy. I think I think Shohei could be a cat guy. Shohei would probably like both. He, cats are huge in Japan. Here, fun fact in Japan, oh. they call orange cats tea tigers. Prince Chunk was definitely a tea tiger. Him, he was a Garfield type cat, just slurping down lasagnas with so Andrew if, Bailey. If the Red Sox tell Shohei, "Hey, we're bringing in Andrew Bailey," and also the biggest tea tiger ever is from the same town as him, is there any chance Shohei doesn't come to Boston? That's what everyone. Uh, if he does his research, he'll see that Prince Chunk died in 2010, so maybe not. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. R.I.P. R.I.P. Prince. It's awful news. It's awful. All right, P. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I, can we, uh, like, the Shohei Otani uh, buy-in? Are we all buying in on Andrew Bailey? Can we show of hands? Yeah. Oh yeah, that one hand. That's that's one hundred percent buy-in. As, as much as you can with a yeah, pitching coach. It. I mean, it's a pitching coach. I don't right. want to go too crazy. Also, let's keep in mind, Andrew Bailey is the pitching coach. Craig Breslow is not the pitching coach. He is not working with the pitchers. He is acting as the GM. I'm, I'm already seeing people though. being like, Breslow's going to fix the staff. That's not his job. He's, he gets yeah. the guys, but he's not the one doing it. So 
I'm just and um, this is a little, little teaser for the people listening. We might have a guest coming on that worked close with both Breslow and Bailey. So uh, a little something to subscribe for. You know, um, he worked so close. He was under 61 feet away from them. How many inches? 60 and a half, let's say. Oh, oh yeah. That's, I think I know the distance for that, but uh, we're just going to leave it there. We're just going to leave it there. Uh, moving on to Nuff Sets. We got any final thoughts? Anybody? Coming once? Going twice? I got, I got one for you, Coop. I got one for Coop. This is just for Coop. Oh. Okay. Quite simply, it's a would you rather. These are two things yes. that are very important to you. Would. Would you rather... The yes. Red Sox sh- sign Shohei Otani for yes. for your dream contract. Yes, or, 500 million. Or would you rather the MBTA use the $24.5 billion required to completely redo and fix the entire system? What do you choose? Do you want Shohei or a functioning MBTA service? And let's keep in Does- mind, Coop recently told a story on the podcast about almost getting stabbed on the T. So what's it going to be, Shohei or the T? I just got new tires on my car. You have a car? Yeah, I got a car, buddy. He's a car guy. The car guy. Uh, shout out the Subi gang. Um, so I might not be needing MBTA as soon as I, I might need it. Um, my one question is, am I allowed to earmark any of this $24 billion? No. Okay, so the the Otani line, uh, which would have been great, uh, won't happen. So Shohei Otani, everyone else can suffer. I love I public transit. I love sustainable cities, but uh, this one ain't it, Chief. So you're killing I agree, the environment Coop. and the infrastructure yep. of the city for your personal gain. I respect it. Thank you. For yeah, the socks, Sammy. It's cool. for the greater good. Uh, Otani might take that $500 million and reinvest it into good causes. So I would imagine he would. He's given gloves away to everyone in Japan, every school child. Uh, that <laughs> that was so good. That was so. But we stop funny. at sixty. I think it's what sixty thousand gloves. Like sixty thousand gloves gloves, per school. But it's only sixty thousand. Sixty thousand gloves per school is basically how they worded it. So they're like, "Yeah, it's like billions of gloves he's handing no, out." No, it's just sixty thousand total. He's got kid. billions of gloves. Let me tell you, he's got the most gloves out of any Shohei. Can you believe that the tea costs? 24, 24 and a half billion, billion to re- actually i'm actually not surprised it's i'm not big, but i'm not it's so in disrepair yeah it is it is so bad i could probably fill an entire hour-long podcast twice a week about all the awful times i've had on the tee whether it's the people the time it takes the waiting the oh god it makes me mad even i would love for it to be great i hate driving every morning it's the worst and you know what's crazy you know what's i just crazy? yell at my steering wheel for the hours tea- the T in the United States is widely regarded as one of the best public transportation systems in the entire country. That's how bad it is here. <laughs> like the T sucks and it's still- I remember but- being at GW my freshman year and we were talking, it was some class about policy. We were talking about sustainability or shared resources or whatnot. And can we- oh yeah, Pat, wake back up. Um, 
And the professor started complaining about the DC metro system, which is that's number one compared. That's number yeah. one in the country. Yeah, they were it's complaining about it. I, I just raised my hand. I was like, have you ever been to Boston and taken the tea? Everyone shut up. I believe, in, in, don't, don't quote me on this. I believe it's DC has the best one. Then it's New York City. Then it's Boston. And I don't know what's after that. So we're like, we're like third best in the entire country. We still suck. God I think nah. that's just because everyone's like resigned to the fact that like, oh, it's not going to get fixed. So I, I got to take it no matter what. They keep like someone's got someone's got to schlep boxes somewhere, and I got to take care of it. So I'm just going to bit and grab it with the guy that's about to stab another guy. I love it, and they're, and they're like, we're gonna, we're going to shut down the T and we're going to fix it, and then it's fixed, and the next day they're like, sorry, the entire thing caught on fire. It, it, we shuttle buses again. That whole extension that we built uh, turns out you can't go down that street, so uh, we're done. Yeah, and then the, the shuttle bus also caught on fire. So you got to go on foot. Sorry, pal. Uh, yeah, so the power of Shohei outweighs uh, public transit. Uh, Cordo, enough said? My enough said is just a quick one. I was I was thinking about this. So we're we're talking about what's, what's the plural of moose? Is it also moose or is it mooses? Mooses. Moose. It's mooses? No, look at the moose. There's I a thought it was meese. <laughs> No, that okay, Pat. That's where we're going. All right. Why is why is why is the plural of goose geese, no, but the plural no. of moose is no. not meese? Uh, Can, does anyone have an answer for that? I I don't think there why is, is an mouse answer. mice. Oh shoot! It is moose. Coop was right. Thank you. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. No. Okay. To go even further, you're saying why is mouse mice, but house is not heist. No. I got one for you. Do you know no. what a blouse blice? No. Gordo, here's no. one that'll that'll break your brain. You know what a group of crows is called? A murder. Crows. A murder. It's called a murder yeah. of crows. Oh my god, I think I have heard the that. Rocks. Why? That's such a good heavy metal band. Murder of crows. Yeah. Hell yeah. That Hell sounds yeah, like something it. that would terrify me. Yeah. Um, so we're we're gonna we're gonna start calling it Mies from now on. I think the solution is not, just like English is one of the worst structured languages. That's gonna hurt a lot agree. of people out there. I agree. That take English sucks. Doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Con- I I, I, uh, I could go off about this. So many things that I don't like we're talking about today. The I'm, English language, commuter rails, mice, John Henry <laughs> pooping on Fanway. Uh, Pat, you got enough said. Yeah, it changed actually within the last 10 minutes. I just sent you guys, this is completely hypothetical. We know nothing. This is not reporting. This is a hypothetical. We don't We don't have to dive into this segment completely. Just a simple, on a scale of 1 to 10, John, Mar- John Morosi just tweeted that the Reds are in active discussions about Jonathan India. Nothing is close at this hour, but there are three to four teams involved. On a scale of 1 to 10... Just fit wise, how the lineup would look, how it return, independent of return, just Jonathan India, the idea of him. One to What's ten. What's contract look like? Yeah, it, he's on a rookie scale contract. So he's, got, he's got three years. So I how was, on a scale one to ten? Article written out for him. I, t- I tweeted out a week ago. I'm trading Verdugo and and Manuel Valdez for three years of Jonathan India. So one to what ten. Does what one does that ten. mean for what does that mean for Marcelo? Uh, it, I'll go a You're going too deep because, because Coop, you don't know. it doesn't mean much for Marcelo because that's a contract you can trade anytime you want. 20, yeah. He's a 27 year old kid making very little money. Plays, he can play, he hasn't played third in the majors. He played it in the minors, plays second, 
probably going to be a 2020 guy next year. I wouldn't be shocked if it 20 home runs, stole 20 bags or close to it. So I really, really like India. His defense is not good. 17th percentile, if I remember correctly, but whatever, man. I mean, you got story at shortstop, no more Kike at short. I'm sure Casas will be better. The outfield defense is fine. Um, yeah, I, I like the idea. I'm not in love with it, but I like it a lot, mostly because of that contract. My only issue me, is giving up for Dugo for a guy that we're willing to say we'll trade later. Well, I mean, that's I don't think that's a good way to think about well, just it. Just independent. You're giving, up, you're giving up a year of Verdugo for three years of Jonathan India, and then you're also giving up Valdez in my hypothetical trade. Of course, that's not there's no deal in place, but um Yeah. Oh, also he bats right handed. They need more righties too, so that's yes. good. I wanna go after Sammy for all the people who think that we sound alike, because we definitely don't. Um I'm going to go like an eight or an eight and a half. I don't understand why there are so many people that hate Jonathan India. Like this is a guy who is the rookie of the year. He had a down year, then rebounded. Like this is a guy who can play and he plays a position of need. Like I don't, I don't understand why so many people are okay with the idea of the Red Sox going into next year with what they have, because what they have at that position is just like so not good enough and could so easily I don't want to say be upgraded, but you could bring in something with a higher ceiling. And Jonathan India, like Sammy said, like could be twenty twenty. Like he's a he's a good player. He also played yeah, last give me eight, year eight, eight with, and a half. Uh, eight and a half. He played last year with a uh, plantar fasciitis too for a large, not the entire season, but for a little bit of it. So he was playing hurt, and he still seventeen home runs, thirteen bat or fourteen stolen bases in four hundred fifty four at bats. That's pretty pretty good. Pretty. He's, a, he's I don't get the hate. He is good. Like. That is a legitimate guy to have in your lineup. Like he was hitting at the top of the order for a really good team or a really good offense at least last year. The hate like eight, is the eight and a half. The hate's the defense because the defense is not good. But but like I said, all, all the Red Sox defensive woes. Like, sorry, it's better than I'll, Justin Turner trying to be your second baseman. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have Kike at Back, short. We, we were there. The bulk of your errors came from shortstop. And then Casas at first base, who totally cleaned it up in the second half. And he was a very good defender in AAA. So I'm actually not as concerned about the defense as most people. I'm still concerned, but just not to the level that most people are. I think India would be a good fit for this year and beyond. So, Sam, you had a 7. I had an, I'll just call it an 8.25. Coop, mm-hmm. Coop what's yours? You love 8.5. I'm going to say 6.9. <laughs> Sick. Sick, dude. Oh, Pat, so- what about you? Me? What about you, Pat? Yeah, you. you I was the question. I want to know what you, you, what you have to say. I'd probably be right around Sammy. I'd probably be about a seven. The right-handed bat plays. The defense, depending on how, who's in right field, the outfield defense overall shouldn't be bad. Castles will get better. Story was fantastic on defense at shortstop last year. So I think the defense, though it's not great, you can live with as long as he continues to be like a 2020 potential guy in the right-handed bat plays, it will play Fenway. So I would say about a seven, about a seven. Okay. All right. So we're very all in the quickly. passing area. Yeah. Very quickly here though. We're all happy about it. If, if it were there will be, there it's will be a crowd of people if they do not already exist who are vehemently against trading anything for three years of India because of defense but we'll trade Verdugo and more for one year of Glaber. <laughs> and that is something that does not make sense. And, but there will be people who have that take. Hey, if you look at the, the tweet I sent out about Jonathan India, 
every single comment is like, his defense sucks, his defense sucks. His de-, and, and it does, it does. It, but like, he's playing next to Trevor Story. It's not going to be that big of an issue. You got yeah. arguably the best defensive shortstop on the planet right next to you. So, you know, but then again, you also have Devers at third base who, hey, maybe he'll be a good defender in what, year eight? Yeah, that's a nice maybe. Yeah, I like that's to solid maybe. I like to play pretend too. So, you know, we'll see. I like the idea. Um, of, you know. Yeah, I don't hate it. I I I don't hate it, but I also I'm I'm skeptical. I'll say that much. Did you Not give a out. number yet, Coop? What did you give your? Yeah, your... six point nine. Oh right, right. I forgot. I oh, laughed so hard. Sex. <laughs> 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 ah, ah, um. So my enough said is going to be going back to the past, Daddy. Because Bass Daddy, listen. Jeff Jeff Passon? Love Passon. Okay. Great guy. I was in an elevator with him one time. Said Tremendous. absolutely nothing. Stared at my feet. You come at Rob Bradford. <laughs> I come at your goddamn neck. Rob's, Rob's, you know how like they always talk about like the quarterback is your mother? You don't let anyone touch your mother? Rob's my mother. Aw. That's, that's my mom. You don't you don't talk sh- you don't talk crap about my mom. All right? You say that he's giving out baseless trades that Glaber Torres, Alex Verdugo was never a real thing, buddy. I want to see the receipts. Yeah, Rob, Rob I want Rob's putting I, up fake reports, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So um passing, check yourself, all right? I know you I know you're the goat. I know you're on ESPN. I know you're dunking on that one guy because his wife left him. I love that running bit. It's good. Um, come at Rob again. It's it's over. Sight on scene at the All Star game. Scrapping. I promise you that. Rock paper scissors shoot is how I handle my issues, but it's over. I'm glad you picked this forum to go at Jeff Passan over a Twitter exchange. Yeah, no, I, that would have ended poorly for me. Because that's like squaring up with Mike Tyson. That's true. Yeah, no, you just can't do it. Just don't even the, bother. We're not. It'll end badly. What, what mental state is don't know, Mike Tyson the, in, though? Like, for the people who don't did he, know. Did he just pop a couple quaaludes? Am I able to get him off his rocker a little bit? I think bit? Mike Tyson could be blackout drunk and on every drug in the book, and I still think he I think that's you. scarier. <laughs> I think a sober Mike Tyson is a lot more tame than that Mike Tyson. For the people who may be unaware of how Jeff Passan is unbelievably ruthless on Twitter... We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to say what it says. But look up his response to what Ben Verlander tweeted him last year. Oh. Great tweet. <laughs> Go down that yeah. rabbit hole and see how you think you would fare against Jeff Passon on Twitter. I'll leave it at that. Good stuff. Something about knees, right? Oh, yeah. Praying? Oh, yeah. Yep. Praying to Otani? Was that what he was? He definitely wasn't praying. Okay. I Definitely wasn't not praying. Gonna, uh, I guess you could say it was a form of worshiping, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, but for that, this has been episode four, the Joe Cronin episode, where we learned that these guys know absolutely nothing about Joe Cronin, the retired number four of the Boston Reds. <laughs> Actually, Sammy is up in the... So we're going to keep this as a running thing. Uh, Sammy's now up on the guys 3-1 to 0. Pat just absolutely showing... Zero effort. That was such a fool. Um, but he's got a final tomorrow. So everyone wish Pat good luck. Tweet at him. Uh, 
going to become a doctor tomorrow? Is that what happens? Like they just hand um, you your stethoscope I will finish after my doctoral classes tomorrow. Okay. So in Nerd. essence, I will be a doctor tomorrow. I just graduate Nerd. in May with my actual doctor. Free consultations for every listener from Pat. If Brown. I send you first. If if you DM Pat Brown a picture of something wrong with you, typically skin disorders, he will diagnose it for you. No for questions free. asked. He'll actually pay free you. Of char. Free of charge. Yep. <laughs> yep. But all you have to do is also accompany that picture with the fact that you are subscribed, whether that is on the Odyssey app. We hope it's on the Odyssey app, whether that's with Apple Podcasts. Uh, you like Tim Cook? That's cool. He made my phone. Um Spotify. I don't really know who owns that. Maybe Jeff Bezos. So it's weird. No, Rob Bradford. Is it a Swedish Sweden? company. Rob Bradford owns it. Sweden. I'll take that. Rob Bradford probably does own it. Yeah. Uh, Google Podcast. Still a creep, but we love you. Any other platform? Feel free to subscribe. Give us a comment. Give us a, uh, a little rating. A little five stars to make us feel good. Help me sleep at night. This has been Play Tessie. I'm Coop. That's Sammy. That's Gordo. And that's Pat. We'll talk to you next time. Toodaloo.